Are you ready for Star Wars Celebration? Is your to-do list and packing list just staring at you? Well, you've come to the right place to get last-minute tips and tricks on panels and packing, or maybe just some more people to commiserate with in the stress and excitement. Star Wars Celebration Europe 2023 is just around the corner and we could not be more excited. Welcome to Sky Talkers. Here are your hosts, Charlotte and Caitlin. Hello, and welcome to Sky Talkers. I'm your host, Charlotte. Hey, everyone. I'm your other host, Caitlin, and welcome to our celebration preparation episode the panic, the excitement, the mayhem, the chaos, the organization. Perhaps this is our, I, I guess, like our traditional celebration preparation episode before. Uh, before Star Wars Celebration starts. And we are, um, Charlotte and I are nine days out before we leave for London. So it's setting in. It's it's really, truly setting in. And yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. To the point where I've never prepared less for a Star Wars Celebration <laughs> in my life. And we're speaking at it. So, <laughs> And it's an international our first an international, international celebration. So learn from us, and <laughs> I hope that you are more prepared than us. That said, I do feel like there's a little bit of like a laissez-faire situation because we just we were at celebration less than a year ago, mm-hmm. and it feels like I am not trying to grow into that muscle memory after two years of pandemic lifestyle. Yeah, you know. It feels really fresh, though, and I'm not really panicking about the international travel. I've said it on the podcast before. I lived in London in high school with my family. It is and will probably always be. I will consider it home. So it's sort of like I'm not that nervous about that aspect at all. I know Caitlin <laughs> might feel a little differently, but I don't. I don't feel that way. And because of that, I've my brain has like put it in a file where it was like, it's "Don't worry chill. about it. It's so chill." <laughs> You can do whatever. You can wear whatever. In last celebration, I was like, I'm never wearing costumes again. So I feel like I have decided that things are just going to be chiller and more comfy already. So yeah, (laughs) that's where we're (laughs) at. And I need to, the point is I need to be a little bit more stressed. So I'm glad that we're doing this podcast because I need to get in the mindset. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've done, and this will now be our third, technically fourth uh, celebration prep episode. So we have one from 2019, one from 2022 that we did on our feed, and then also one with Blast Point. So three total. And uh, they're a lot of fun for us to do, honestly. I think it's fun to just kind of sit and and gab about Star Wars Celebration. Um, But I think some people find, like a lot of people told us they find these episodes helpful. Um, So we're going to try not to be repetitious, basically kind of going over everything we've already covered in the last two episodes that we've done that are similar to this. Of course, we will be repeating some of our like favorite things to pack and stuff like that. Um, But we're hoping to kind of keep this easy breezy and help you to feel easy breezy before going into Star Wars Celebration. I know Charlotte just said she wanted to be more stressed, but I think the better word would be uh, on top of things <laughs> rather yeah. than yeah. stressed. <laughs> I, I just need to get in the mindset. Like, honestly, I know, I know. I, I changed my t- Twitter handle. I have bought things to wear, but I just 
haven't focused enough, I guess. I don't know. It's it's, wild. It is wild. It's, you know, I haven't traveled internationally in a really long time. So I had to get my passport renewed before this. So I feel like the international component is uh, weighing a little bit heavier for me, obviously, than it is for you. I did visit Charlotte a couple of times when she was living in London when we were in high school. So it's, I've never, I've been there before, right? But it, certainly has been a while (laughs) since I've been to London, but I'm super excited. And, um, you know, in our Google Doc where we have all of our our show notes and stuff like that, Charlotte decided to put in some photos of us from uh, one of those times where I did visit her in London when she was living there when we were 15. And boy, oh boy, were we 15? Yeah, 15, 14, 15, something like that. No, 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 Caitlin. I was 13. You were 13. No way. I guess that's true. It would have (laughs) been, yeah, I would have just turned 14. (laughs) I left and I turned 16. So yeah. Yeah. When you moved back. Yeah. So one of the very first things we did, the very first time I went to London to visit Charlotte, it was over Christmas break. And that was like my first huge trip at the time, especially going by myself that far. And uh, one of the very first things we did was go to the Star Wars. It was like, what I forget what it was even called. It was just like the Star Wars exhibit, like a traveling Star Wars museum exhibit that was happening in London. And that I think we went... It was like the power costume exhibit, I think. It was something like that. Yeah. And we went like the very first day. I think it was like almost going to end or something right when I got there. So it was one of the very first things we did. So we have all these really embarrassing pictures of each other um, throughout this museum. Yeah. I'm not saying that to say that we're sharing those necessarily. No, we're not sharing them because I don't really have a ton of them. But I... Yeah. I'm not sharing them. (laughs) (laughs) Take our word. The, the fu- They're bad. The funny thing about it, though, is that Caitlin was so tired. And it was – if you know – and maybe we should talk about this. So if you're traveling internationally, the first day, if you take an overnight flight and land in Europe, in London at like 7 a.m., 6.30 in the morning, in order to get used to the time, you have to stay up. You cannot take a nap. You have to stay up until – like nine. And then you're good because the moment you hit the pillow at 9 p.m., you'll sleep like a normal sleep. Your circadian rhythm will reset and you're going to be good. But this was, like Caitlin mentioned, her first time traveling internationally a long way, right? And I was like, Caitlin, we got to do this. And I really was young and I was really excited. I really pushed Caitlin being like, (laughs) the first thing we're going to (laughs) do is go to this museum, the Star Wars museum. And that was literally what we did the first thing that we did and she was so tired by the end of it I felt really bad but I also didn't feel that bad because it was worth it I mean what's great about this time period is that this was this would have been like very early on in my own Star Wars fandom to have been going here because uh, we hadn't been to Celebration yet. I don't even know if we had been to Star Wars Weekends yet at that point. No, Uh, no. So this would have been like the first thing that I had done in the Star Wars world, really, which I, I don't think I've ever really kind of thought about it like that. But it was. It was it was really fun. It was exciting. And it was a good time. And we got to go by ourselves, which felt really cool and really grown up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think that is an important thing to remember, depending on when you're going. We're going a couple of days ahead of celebration. So we'll be all set. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And that's actually the reason why we did that mm -hmm. is not just to spend some time in London before Star Wars celebration happens, but also just to get used to the time because you gotta. (laughs) 
So especially if you're coming from the West Coast, which is a oh, yeah. more drastic time difference. For us, oh, it's like, especially honestly for me, it's a very quick flight mm-hmm. over there because I live in New York City and it's just like, boop. But <laughs> that's, that's it, it. That's for, what it is from the West Coast. Well, it's it's funny. I mean, the trip to London is the same amount of distance as it is for me to fly to California. Yeah. Again, this is part of the compartmentalizing of like, it's not that big of a deal type of vibe. <laughs> I was like, I was just in California last month. Like I did this flight before. It doesn't even matter. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's not usually like when we're going to California, my flight is always usually like about an hour or so less mm-hmm. than yours. But I know my return flight especially is uh I think is like almost nine hours coming back yeah. uh all the yeah. way to Atlanta. So I'll be on the opposite side of you this time with the uh the longer mm-hmm. flight. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm so excited though, and I it is funny to think about that museum as like your first touchstone into like yeah. physical Star Wars fandom. Mm-hmm. Do you remember like a specific exhibit about that? I think I remember uh, like our pictures that we took of it. Uh, like I remember seeing uh, the I believe the Padme's wedding dress was there. There were a lot yeah. of Revenge of the Sith costumes. They had a lot of um, Ewoks. I, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure there's a picture of me in front of an Ewok. <laughs> What I remember about that exhibit is it was the first time I ever saw the pod racing Boonta Eve miniature mm-hmm. that had has the little like Q-tips as people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it like blew my mind. Anyway, enough talking about an exhibit that's not even there anymore. Okay. <laughs> 15 let's years talk ago. About, yeah. Let's talk about Star Wars Celebration that's happening soon. Okay. Do you want to tell people about our live show? I would love to. Uh, Sky Talkers Live is going to be on the HollowNet news stage April 9th at 1 p.m. in room 14. And there are different rooms for the HollowNet news stage. So it is important (laughs) to note which room you're going to. I imagine they'll be close together, but you never know. But we are room 14, Sunday, April 9th, 1 p.m. There's going to be a lot to talk about. We're super excited. And we are going to have special Sky Talkers merch swag goodies there for you. Uh, some of the stuff that we had last year at Celebration too. So our lanyards, which I, I'm i obsessed with our lanyards, um, our bookmarks, stickers, uh, and our ask, um, ask Me About My Star Wars Dinner Party buttons, which I don't know, it just felt so inspired when we... <laughs> finally made those. So we will have those to give out, uh, whether uh, in the stage in the live show itself, or if you run into us at some other point, I'm sure we'll have some Sky Talkers uh, fun goodies on us to give you. We definitely will. We always carry those little bags of free swag. So if you do see us at Star Wars Celebration, please come up to us. It makes our entire life. Mm -hmm. So please do that. You know, and if you're not going to Star Wars Celebration, of course, there is going to be streaming uh, on the Star Wars YouTube channel that they've done every year, which is super fun. But one thing we wanted to make sure you guys knew about is that our good friends, Jason and Gabe at Blast Points Podcast, uh, they are going to be doing a whole special programming uh, all throughout uh, Star Wars Celebration in London. Um, Gabe is like going to Jason's house, I believe is the setup. They are they're making their own convention at home and uh, they're going to be doing uh, a lot with Silver from Star Wars Thrifting, which we love Silver so, so much. So they're going to be doing home live streams, reactions, giveaways, special guests. Uh, it sounds like they're going to be doing 
So, it sounds like such a good time. So much fun. <laughs> I'm, I'm like a little jealous. I know. It's kind of well. I'm mad that funny. that we've never like in the years where we weren't going to Star Wars Celebration, like never met up to just watch the the, the live. We were show. in college. Like there was a reason why we couldn't go together. It wasn't every a time. Good reason. <laughs> college. Yes, it was. It I was. was it because was we were in finals. That was a good reason. I mean, it was a good reason, but now I'm mad about it. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I know. it sounds like so much fun. Uh, they're, they haven't even told us everything that they're doing. It's going to be a great time. So definitely, um, I believe it's going to be uh, most of the content's going to be on their YouTube channel. So definitely head over to Blast Points YouTube and then, you know, Instagram, Twitter, all those all those places, uh, they're going to be having a really great time. Yeah. You know, sometimes I get a little nostalgic for the days of watching the live stream when I wasn't at Celebration. It was really fun. It's still a fandom community that you get to experience. And I love that Blast Points is doing this and creating another space for mm-hmm. people to freak out about the news and to talk about all the all the new stuff. Because there's still going to be also new Star Wars that's going to be coming out at that time too. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's uh, it's a great idea, and I I can't wait to catch up on it when we get home. Well, the thing too about um, watching the live stream versus being there is that you know, of course, it's it's fantastic. We're so grateful to be able to actually go in person. But you know, when you're at home, sometimes you're more caught up on the news than people who are there, depending on what panels and stuff you're going Absolutely. to, and, and how things are traveling via word of mouth <laughs> yeah. on the exhibitor floor, all that stuff. So you might actually be ahead of the game than us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're watching it's, it's always home. so funny, actually, like how many times you'll find out about something that's huge in line yeah, for, something for something else. else. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, what did happened? you hear? Did you did you see this? And actually, no, we didn't. So we did not. Please tell me. We're like an yeah. hour late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So we've kind of been rambling a little bit here at the beginning, but we do have this episode more or less broken out into three parts like your standard Sky Talkers episode. So in part one, we're going to be talking about our celebration goals. In part two, we're going to be talking about our key celebration panels. And then in part three, we're just going to be going over some of our favorite celebration tips and some of the uh, top things on our packing list. Okay. So without further ado, let's get started. So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first? All right. Welcome to part one where we're talking about celebration goals. And I think the first and foremost is just to have a good time. If you've listened to our past episodes about celebration, you're probably well aware that 2017 was a tumultuous year for us at Celebration Orlando. I'm not going to go into the details. (laughs) Every if you are a longtime listener, you've heard it so many times. Like you want to pull your hair yeah, out, yeah, yeah, yeah. And but you, the the TLDR is just it really tested our friendship. <laughs> so it it was so stressful, and we just let a lot of planning get ahead of us, and yeah. just got to go with the flow. Yeah, and I think for us, we just really always now our goal after that is just to have a good time. Mm-hmm. And it, it's so silly to even just say that out loud, but it's worked. I mean, yeah. It has worked. Yeah, yeah, since yeah. Then. yeah. Star Wars uh, Celebration 2019 and 2022 are just core memories for me, and literally perfect four days. Amazing, you know. So core memories from 2017 too. But like Charlotte said, we let our emotions yeah. get the best of us and our expectations, and so I think letting go of some of that has been something we've really tried to take in stride uh, on our future. On honestly, all of our trips that we've done together, um, but especially celebration of go with the flow. Things are going to change. It's okay. 
we're easy breezy. <laughs> and <laughs> gotta be breezy. You gotta, gotta be, be breezy. you gotta be a little bit breezy. <laughs> but also, you also have to have an intention. So we're talking mm-hmm. about our intentions being that we want to enjoy it, that we want to have a good time. But if you are really going for this one thing, like this one panel, this one thing that you want to buy, live that truth, you know, <laughs> do it. And I, I, I feel like when we say that, like our, our goals are to be like easy breezy and we do think that mainly you should be easy breezy, but I do think you should prioritize exactly what you want to do and also be okay if it doesn't happen. But number, if you have, if you're going for one thing, like I want that one thing to happen for you. And I want you to do whatever you possibly can in a nice way to make that happen, you know, because I think things can happen. Yeah, there's there's magic at Star Wars Celebration. I've said this a bajillion times. I'll continue saying it. We, as Star Wars fans, get a celebration, not a convention, humdrum convention. We get a celebration. And it's perfect. I'm so glad that that is what our, you know, nerdy convention is known as, is known as the celebration. It's so special. People are so kind and extending that kindness to others, even in these kind of, well, I'm only speaking from the American side of like the conventions we've been to in, you know, stressful line situations and things like that. Or if something doesn't happen, you can't get into a panel. Like just extending kindness to the people around you because we're all here for the same reasons to just have a good time with Star Wars. So I think that magic can happen. Um, I've seen it happen. It's happened to me. And I, yeah, like Charlotte said, I want that for whatever it is that you want to do. So that was a little, exactly. that was a little bit rambly. I apologize. But yeah, exactly what Charlotte said. Know why you're going. Uh, don't be afraid. Like if people want to meet up, but it's during the time of this panel you really want to go to, it's okay to say no. It's okay to say, you know, you really want to go to this panel, but you'll meet up with them later or something like that. That's okay. Mm -hmm. There's a lot going on. Everyone's pulled in a million directions. It's going to be okay. Yeah, totally. You have to prioritize yourself and make sure that you're getting to do what you want to do. And sometimes that includes a panel and sometimes that includes eating and drinking water. Does it? And resting. (laughs) It doesn't for us because we never do that. And it's really bad, <laughs> but it should. It should be a major priority for us. But We've let me just. I have a bone to pick. Okay. Oh, oh no. With who? With me? No. Okay. No, not with you. With celebration not starting at eight a.m. Can oh, we just start like a regular right? like work day? Because it, the way that it starts, like the big panels are at like eleven, means that you're not getting out. When you get out of the big panel in the morning, you're running to the next thing, and guess what? It's lunchtime, but you skipped lunch. And you barely ate breakfast because you had to queue for this big panel and you were late and you had to wait in line. And I'm making celebration sound really terrible right now. And I pro- it's like the most magical four days ever. <laughs> but you don't eat. We don't eat. And it is not good. <laughs> and I just wish and I think that things would be a little bit better if it started at 8 or 9 a.m. That's early. I would definitely feel it way more in that more that morning wake up call but i do think that maybe it, the stretch out throughout the day would might leave more time for us to take a little bit more breaks to get some sustenance in our system well even if they just like if the show floor opened at 9 right but then yes. the big stage happened at 10 even just kind of pushing it back an hour i feel like frees up a lot of things happening but yeah every year we talk about eating every year we fail and we we try. We actually we try. try. So 
We try so hard. And it's, it's like never works. <laughs> never works. Existing off of squeezable applesauce and like terrible. Um, it's like I need blood sugar, a spike, a blood sugar spike right now. Or I'm going to faint right on this concrete floor. Get me. Get me freaking applesauce. Like, what are we going to do? We can't bring that stuff to, I know. to Europe. <laughs> I know. I usually pack snacks for us to keep in our gonna backpacks. Be eating the hobnobs, those digestibles, the like Maltesers, the, digestibles, g- digestives. Uh, the Maltesers. I'm getting Maltesers. Okay, so just candy. We're just talking <laughs> about candy. <laughs> candy. Chocolate. The one time I think Biscuits. we ate in the in the middle of the day last year was before our own panel when we were like we must eat before our own panel because I was like a bundle of nerves and we had those terrible like apple and brie sandwiches from the that was uh, the worst thing I've ever eaten. It was life. so bad. It was so bad. <laughs> and you just had it was like dry and we're like down to our. It last. was so bad. It was it was crying for some mayonnaise or something. It was anything, literally anything. Even if the cheese had been a little <laughs> melted. <laughs> just absolutely zero it was it was so condiments bad. sticking it together it was just <laughs> stale bread the coldest breach as possible 250 <laughs> percent vitamin c <laughs> apple slices i just like i, I can't <laughs> and it was like the only thing that had a short-ish line <laughs> Uh, before we go any further, I should also say that Charlotte and I are, are drinking wine during this, and we both have had really crazy weeks at work, so I feel like this might be just a little unhinged, uh, just a little more chaotic. than. Can we, we not give that warning before? I don't Sorry. think we did. I don't think we did. Uh, okay. Just a little yeah. more off edge, I guess, than we usually, I feel like, present ourselves. Yeah. But- I have to say, okay, a couple a couple of key tips that I will say about eating. Not that I am someone to give them, but I will say the things that have worked are eating like the personal pan pizza that you can get. I think that that mm-hmm. is usually like for me a good option because it is filling and quick and usually ready and it keeps me full, you know? When have we ever gotten a personal pan pizza? <laughs> like twice. When? <laughs> In Chicago <laughs> and in Orlando. Oh, no. Okay. I remember, I remember in Chicago. Yeah. I remember in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> this only happened twice and I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> so, anyway. The promise of the personal pan pizza. Yeah. What's funny is I've been to – I don't know. I feel like I struggle with this even at other conventions is getting food, taking time for yourself. It's rough. Anyway – you have to locate the line that moves the fastest so that you can move on to the next thing and then also locate a place to sit. And during the key times, there are are like no places to sit. So you have to just be okay with maybe sitting on the floor to eat. And it's not even a question in my mind. You know, it's not like, oh, I don't know if I want to sit on the floor. It's like, I'm I'm here, I'm sitting. I'm I'm on the ground. Exactly. The personal pan pizza is on the ground with me. We're just (laughs) diving in. The personal pan pizza. The person. There's going to be no personal pan pizzas in in London. Probably so. not. I don't. Probably not. I don't think that that's going to happen. It's just going to be the the fistful of Maltesers. Yeah, <laughs> tossing exactly. them back. <laughs> anyway, eating eating is important. Water. If you can get some snacks to keep in your bag, either you smuggle them in across the border or get them in London. 
Don't smuggle. Don't, don't smuggle. smuggle. They're so intense. Uh, <laughs> in I, the customs. I definitely would recommend it. It it is good to have. We we actually have sworn by the squeezable applesauce for a number of yeah. years now. But like a granola bar situation has helped us out in a pinch. And yeah, I definitely recommend always try to keep water with you and always have caffeine. Nothing like a caffeine headache withdrawal to really power you through uh, the back end of the day. So you got to start the day with coffee. If you are a coffee drinker, you have to start the day with coffee because it is hard to find on the convention floor when you do find it, buy it. Yeah. But it's so important for me. It is like the most paramount thing as much as it is food. Like those are equal for me. I need caffeine and I need, I need food. Yeah. And we usually only uh, get to the caffeine part. So Sometimes you can only choose one. <laughs> we take such terrible care of ourselves. Do. Don't be like us. Your goal should Your be goal. not to be like us. Your goal should be to enjoy it and to eat. The recommendation to eat is funny because convention food is so bad. Let, let's move on from something like less obvious than, you know, stay alive with, with sustenance or something like that. This is specific for Charlotte and I. I think we both have a, a goal this year to buy really wacky collectibles. If you've been listening, I, I think, when is the last time we talked about Mighty Java's collection? This will now be the third time. Like three weeks ago. <laughs> so two weeks ago. So the frequency in which we mention Mighty Java's collection. <laughs> Cannot be understated. Um, Charlotte and I have had a reckoning with weird things in Star Wars. I mean, it's always been there, but like specifically weird things as things you can buy, if that makes sense. And uh, I fully blame this on Instagram account, Mighty Jabba's Collection. And we've talked about them like half a dozen times now on the podcast in the last like three months. It's kind of absurd. But they fully turned me into a Jabba the Hutt fan. And I don't know what to do with myself. And all I want from Celebration is a weird slash cute slash cute ugly Jabba something. I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. But... I, I feel like it's going to speak to me in the moment, and that's kind of what I want from Celebration this year. Yeah. I really just want a wacky collectible. Yeah. I want something super weird. I want something that represents a part of Star Wars that I don't already have represented in my strange trinket collection that adorns my desk right now. And the Mighty Jabba's collection really has inspired me to think beyond my usual repertoire of characters that I'm interested in and move on to... The great unknown. job of the hut. Job of the hut. <laughs> Just <laughs> we've had a, we've had a paradigm shift in our in our worlds. <laughs> yeah, I, I I sent you the job of the hut mug the other day. That's huge, and I I can't stop thinking about it. I think I want a huge ugly mug. That's it. <laughs> I have no idea. It doesn't have to be Java, but I want it. I I want it to. I want a huge mug. And you know what's gonna happen? I'm gonna get a huge mug. I'm gonna post about it. I'm gonna be like so excited, and then it's not gonna make the journey home. No, in one no, piece. no. Don't put that out there. If Java Java will come home safely, it's gonna be a Java <laughs> mug. There's gonna be two. We're gonna get matching weird Java mugs. Matching mugs. <laughs> Can you imagine? I think we would actually like freak out. Oh no! If there were only two Java mugs, <laughs> we were like, it's meant to be. But I, I think the point is now. Now I'm realizing that we're gonna encounter on the show floor Jabas in multiples, and if they're in two, we're gonna be like, it's a sign, it's gotta fine. buy it, even if it's not like super weird and not to our I weird know, caliber. Like we're how, gonna be like, like what? What is? That's it. What, that's, there it is. <laughs> yeah, that's mine. You're coming home with me. 
I feel like we're we're going to be set up for success this year, honestly, as far as Jabba is concerned, because there really is. It's the, the anniversary for Return of the Jedi. So I feel like that's a given to have funky Jabba, Jabba's barge, like all of it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, we, it's pretty important for me to get something Return of the Jedi, too. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say it's pretty important for me to get Job of the Hut. Like, so serious. I mean, that's also true, but it, it honestly is pretty important for me to come home with something specifically branded Return of the Jedi from 1983. Yeah. You know, I got a lot of cool uh, stationary, like, back to school stuff for Return of the Jedi last year at Celebration, which has been... which was, a swap meet. Yeah. No, no, no. Not all of it was at the swap meet. Uh, it was just, you know, on the exhibitor floor, actually. Like those folders, those were on the exhibitor floor. The swap meet. <sighs> R.I.P. Uh, so we we got word. So last year in Anaheim, we attended this like kind of secret. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't be airing this, but I am. Uh, kind of secret collectors swap meet. And I was so excited. I went in with like so much cash ready to go. And I bought some cool stuff and we were so excited to do it in Europe, but we got word that there's no swap meet in Europe and that's really sad for us. So that's a big bummer, (laughs) but (laughs) to next celebration, we will be at the swap meet, but we'll just have to, because usually, okay. So the point of the, our excitement about the swap meet is, is, was like, that's where we're going to find our weird Java merch. Now we have to work a little harder (laughs) by making sure that we are scoping out the floor on adequate dates. Also, you may remember (laughs) the cursed story of us encountering Ralph McQuarrie originals in Chicago for like this like golden two hours. This was on on the show floor as we found out. And that'll never happen again, allegedly, because I guess they were clearing out his his estate. So the point is, is like what will be the next, you know, and what what the thing is from last year, your missed your missed piece of merch is that Star Tours shirt. I mean, that was like 500 bucks, but I really wanted that. I mean, the Ralph McQuarrie was also like 500 bucks. (laughs) Yeah, but like, come on, let's let's weigh it. The Ralph McQuarrie was worth. um, Yes, obviously. I'm just saying that that shirt was super cool. Yeah, it was super cool. But I did get that Star Tourist jacket recently on eBay that I also really like. That's true. You did get that. All right. Yeah, balance, balance. Yeah, I've I've been working my way up actually in collecting Star Tours merch. So I don't expect a ton in Europe for that. But actually, it would be cool if there were uh, Disneyland Paris Star Tours merch, which I didn't – Euro Disney. I did not think about until just now. So <laughs> that might be cool. There are a couple panels <laughs> anyway. on, uh, you know, Disney and Star Wars. Yeah, there, there always are. Yeah. Um, I want to go to every panel, but we'll get to that soon. Yeah, I think that's honestly, uh, you know, aside from panels, we're big panel people when it comes to Star Wars Celebration. But I think outside of panels, it's that sweet, sweet, funky, funky Java merch is (laughs) is one of our big goals. Uh, We are going to talk about panels in the next uh, section, so we're not going to talk about it here. But of course, one of the biggest goals for us is badge check. Don't lose your badge. And we haven't lost our badge. We're on a three celebration streak. So knock on wood. If you're listening, please knock on wood for us as well that we continue that streak. Well, it's technically I wrote three celebration streak, but I'm counting this celebration (laughs) upcoming. That's true. The math wasn't mathing there for a second. So it's really a two two celebration streak. That doesn't sound as impressive. (laughs) 
I know. (laughs) (laughs) So losing your badge is part of the devastation of the 2017 Orlando (laughs) almost friend breakup type of vibe. (laughs) So uh, we have combated this by always recommending um, the lobster claw clip Mm -hmm. of a lanyard and also checking your badge making sure that your badge is still hanging from your neck constantly. And that means that we now have, honestly, thousands of people yelling at us. Badge check. Thousands. Constantly now. It's been a lot of people. It's not been thousands. It has been a number of people. It has been hundreds. The math isn't mathing. Like the three celebration streak. (laughs) So, Okay. I will tell this story quickly because I think it's important to the the mythology of Skytalkers. <laughs> in 2017, we, me, uh, lost my badge. I won't tell you how many times. You can go back and listen to those sad, sad episodes. I lost it a number of times. Charlotte also lost her badge too. It was not just me, but I definitely lost mine more. <laughs> and ever since then, we have a tradition at any convention we go to where periodically throughout the day we when we're walking between panels or leaving a panel or something we yell at each other badge check to make sure your badge is with you at all times and even in our hotel rooms we're like at night we're like I'm putting my badge in my backpack remind me my badge is in my backpack <laughs> like we're very very vocal about where our badges are at all times because it became like Charlotte referenced potentially a friend ending <laughs> situation situation <laughs> uh, but now that we've told this story you know a number of times uh it has become a bit of a catchphrase and yeah many people have come up to us at celebration or or other star wars events honestly and have just yelled at us badge check and my favorite is when people have done it like they've recognized us as we're walking and they don't stop to say hi or anything they just say badge check and keep walking <laughs> And Charlotte and I are like looking around like, oh, my God, who just said that? Like It just came from nowhere. <laughs> it's funny. It's giving uh, Palpatine on the escalator in Robot Chicken when he sees all those troopers. <laughs> Trooper. 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 Like it, it is like that with the badge check. Mm-hmm. And I, I love it. Oh, I love it. Because we need so the much. reminder. So I love much. it so Please much. yell badge check at us whenever and wherever. But yeah, and badges are more important than ever now because there is a QR code attached to them and people scan them. Last year it was kind of laissez faire, but I apparently the badge is super important. You have to activate mm-hmm. it in the app and things like that. So, yeah, all yeah, yeah. And like Charlotte said, our, our attachment method of choice is the lobster claw and that is what is on our sky talkers lanyards we we paid extra for that specifically because it's important Mm -hmm. so if you get a sky talkers lanyard um we can't guarantee (laughs) 100 percent that nothing will happen but we've we've uh we we designed it very specifically for what we prefer in our in our lanyards it held up it held up oh yeah oh yeah absolutely yeah we used to double clip also mm-hmm. with another lanyard. Yeah. Yeah. We've done it all. We've done it all when it comes We've to the badges because, again, trauma mm-hmm. happened in 2017. And hopefully yes. we will be able to report to you in a couple of weeks that we did officially make it to our three celebration streak of not losing our badges. Yeah. I have another celebration goal. Mm. 
And that is to come back with at least five literally insane stories. <laughs> so oh, that's a I, lot. I, no, it's not. That's I think one we have five day. from every. That's one per day. That's more than it's one per day. One and a half per day. It, <laughs> it'll happen. Um, and I can't wait. Okay. So we have more than five from last year's and definitely more than five from Chicago's and Orlando's and our first celebration. Yeah. And I think that streak must continue. So that's a, that's a goal of mine. Okay. <laughs> you know what I was thinking about the other day? I was thinking about uh, when we were in Chicago for 2019 and we went to Luminati's and ran into the entire cast of Resistance. Exactly. That's pizza. what I'm talking about. This is the type of thing I'm talking about. I know. Okay? And we just yelled at Christopher Sean about how much we loved resistance. He deserved to hear it. He did. He did. But it was it was a lot. Yes. It was very fun. And he was very kind. I remember specifically we were like, oh, can we get a selfie with you? And he said, you know, we're not really supposed to do them off the showroom floor. And then he like looks at us and smiles and he goes, but we're here now. So let's do it. <laughs> That was so great. Yeah, I love so that. Nice. <laughs> it was See, that's so what nice. I mean. That's celebration magic. Yeah. And that's just like one drop in the bucket from Chicago, which was such a magical celebration. Mm -hmm. It really was. All right. Are we ready to talk about panels? Yes, because one of our major goals in this part one is to attend some super cool panels. So let's talk about it. So welcome to part two where we're talking about celebration panels. There are so many amazing panels uh, the collector stage really sounds so popping. interesting this year. It's it's popping off. I think um, last year, Caitlin and I, we've talked about this a couple times on the show, we were so entranced by the poster collecting panel and it really inspired us to become poster collectors. I don't think I, I don't have the wall space at this point to buy another poster, but we'll see. I'm not saying no to anything because I, I got my dream poster this year mm -hmm. after that panel. So it was really inspirational. I've talked about it on the show. We don't need to talk about it anymore, but I was so inspired by the collector's panel. So Caitlin and I were so excited when the the panels for each stage started coming out and we were like, every single collector's panel sounds, sounds so, so interesting. Good. They sound I know. so good. I posted about it on our TikTok and Instagram, but I use for my personal life and work, I use this program called Notion to kind of, it's a web-based app to kind of organize everything. And I made a Notion template, basically like a packing list and uh, like schedule maker for celebration, essentially. I did it last year. I did it again this year. So if you're interested in that, it's up online um, to kind of help organize your thoughts and everything around celebration keep everything in one place. But I populated in, I went through just straight through the entire schedule for celebration and put into our schedule uh, for Charlotte and I, every single panel that we would possibly be interested in attending. <laughs> and uh, it was, it was so many and it's so, it's so impossible. I feel like we're going to miss 80% of the panels, but the collector stage just sounds so freaking incredible this year. And I know we're going to miss a lot of it. And I'm very sad about that. But such strange topics that I would have never even thought of. And maybe these were happening last year in 2022, but we weren't exposed yet to the wonder of the collector stage. But like this year, a couple that I wrote down that I think would be really cool is there's one all about collecting mail away 
promotions, one about Star Wars stamp collecting, vintage European Star Wars store displays. I mean, come I'm obsessed on. with that. Oh, that the, the, the nicheness of that, I am like, oh, it, chef's kiss. There's also <laughs> one that I didn't write down in our notes, but it's uh, coins and medallions which also sounds really, really cool. I don't know. I know. There's just – and there's um, – they have a couple too that are just like – there's one called Best of Britain, I think, and it's just Star Wars eccentric collecting. Yeah, it I'm just on anything. the website right now. It could be anything. Worldwide Star Wars oddities. Yeah, that one too. Is a- Such a catch-all. Who knows what you'll find. Yeah, it says, see some of the weirdest, most wild and fun Star Wars collectibles from around the world. Like – Caitlin, we're going. Like that is <laughs> that's exactly what we're talking about when it comes to Java. <laughs> Imagine the Java. Imagine the Javas. The thing about uh what I think is happening or or a part of kind of all of the the really cool different things that we're hopefully gonna see in Europe is that I think there were a lot of different rules and regulations about how certain toys were produced, um, how the characters looked and everything like that. Like things had to look differently um, depending on like what company was producing it, uh, whether or not they could get licensing and stuff like that, specifically, especially when talking about like the original trilogy merch. Uh, So I think that lends itself to, you know, have a lot of these differences from what we're kind of used to seeing in America. I think I'm really excited. Me too. I am really here for anything that is more internationally focused too. I think that is just sort of the benefit of going to one that isn't based in the United States, I guess. And I am really excited for it. There's even one called Tunisian Pickers, travel to a land far, far away in this true tale of movie memorabilia hunting in Tunisia. Oh, that one sounded super cool. so cool. Yeah, it's so cool. It's on Sunday after our panel but yes i am star wars by mail the collecting star wars stamps i just think that is so cool i feel like we'll learn so much and i i could effectively like just stay in all these rooms and just come out of there being like oh, we need to have them on the show we need to do this on the podcast like i want to do that i want to talk about that i want to collect stamps like <laughs> that's what's going to happen to us <laughs> so it's like you hit 30 and you're like yeah stamps Honestly, stamps have always sounded interesting to me because there's so many cool ones, but it is one of those things that just is kind of um, quintessentially not the coolest, but I I think it actually is. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's cool. Anyway, I'm I'm so excited for the collector stage. You know, this is kind of, I think it's a given that we really want to be at the main stages that are happening across the weekend. So, you know, the Lucasfilm Showcase, the Ahsoka panel, Bad Batch, Visions, the High Republic, like all the heavy hitters we, of course, want to be at. But I think the collector stage is where we might honestly end up for a lot of our time if we can. Yeah, it's funny because Caitlin and I were so lucky last year in Anaheim. We didn't get into any panels for any of those big panels. Well, we got into Bad Batch, Mm -hmm. but we didn't get into the Lucasfilm Showcase. But what happened was we had some amazing listeners give us their codes, which was like the kindest thing ever. I I was like crying. It was the nicest thing ever. So Caitlin and I were able to go to that, attend that. And it was so lucky. I still, I like, I had a great time at those and they were really life-changing and I cried and it was really moving, but I learned more at these other fan run panels. Mm -hmm. And 
celebration is so special because it's not it's both corporate run and also fan run yeah. too. Not fan run, but like there was a lot of fan created panels that I think it seems like they really picked some interesting ones this year. And I'm just, yeah. I'm really excited about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Me too. Something about D23 that was weird when we went in 2019 was this realization that there is little to no fan run panels. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was kind of a miss. I think that they did that. I think they brought some fan panels on recently, but it really does make Star Wars Celebration really special by having that always have been, like, that's always been a part of Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, exactly. And when you go back and even look at some of the old plans from even the first and second Star Wars Celebration, Celebration 1 and 2, the panels that they were put on were just so, such brilliantly weird corners of the Star Wars universe and so such niche topics. So it's so special because I think there is a poster collecting panel this year at Star Wars Celebration, but these are all, I, I don't recall seeing a lot of these panels that are on, like, say, the collector's track last time. Mm-hmm. I think each time we go to Celebration, there's going to be different fan-hosted panels, and that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very excited. I hope we get to go to a couple of these and, yeah, see see what new obsessions we come away with. Oh, we will have some. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. You know, everyone's like, great. I'm so tired of hearing about posers and Java. <laughs> They're like, just do an episode on it already. Stop talking about it. <laughs> We're just gonna do a super cut of every time we've mentioned the mighty Java collection Instagram account and uh, <laughs> make that an episode. I don't I don't think that guy who runs the account knows we exist, which I think is I don't think so either, but he's changed great. our lives. Yeah. He's <laughs> genuinely changed our lives (laughs) he has a youtube channel too um there's there's also this really cool account that i found uh recently i need to look up what the handle is but it's this man from uh i believe poland and he collects star wars uh toys and figures from poland and he wrote like a whole book uh cataloging uh polish star wars figures because they're different. Uh, it's kind of back to what I was talking about before where they they had to be different because of like the material that was available. Like Poland didn't have uh, the toy makers in, in this country didn't have like the license, this first Star Wars license. So they basically created all these bootleg figures. So they all look different. And he created like this intense catalog of all of these bootleg toys. It's incredible truly incredible like a stunning piece of work i'm obsessed it's so cool um i'll look up the name of the account um here in just a minute or two but like i don't know it's just it's so great and i'm so excited to see uh to learn more honestly about like the european collecting world in star wars one of the other big things uh of course is that we have so many other friends that are doing panels as well at celebration this year and it's going to be good. It's going to be good. There's so many friends from online, other podcasts, other online friends that are doing panels. I'm like so excited for them. And I'm like, how are we going to make it to all of these? <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> not. sure. <laughs> That's the, unfortunately, 
I want to be in like 15 places at once. I know. But... This is the other thing. If, if Celebration uh, started earlier, uh, some of these things wouldn't overlap with others. But just to name a few, there's Geeky Waffle Network, which is doing uh, a panel on Padme and her influence on prequel kids, which if that's I not mean... Charlotte to a T, I don't know what is. Uh, Coffee yeah. with Kenobi. Star Wars is a drag with Chase from Pink Milk. Uh, the mythology of Star Wars with MC from What the Force and Laurie K.I. from Twitter and Rachel from Scavengers Horde, which Scavengers Horde is like one of our OG podcasts. Uh, they were one of mm-hmm. the first guests on Sky Talkers too, I think, um, like in our first year or so. The OG Raylos, like they were holding oh, yeah. down the fort. Oh, yeah. Honestly, way before so many people were. Oh, 100%. And I'm so excited to see Rachel and MC uh, from What the Force on stage talking about the sequel trilogy. We needed last celebration way more sequel trilogy mm-hmm. panels. So I'm so excited to see this. When this was announced, I was like, thank God, this is exactly what we needed. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited to go because it'll be about mythology. It'll be about sequel, the sequel trilogy. It's like the stuff that Caitlin and I love too. And I can't wait. They're going to do so great on stage. Yeah. MC Laura and Rachel are going to do a phenomenal job and I'm so excited. Yes. Uh, Let's see. There's also Star Wars Explained, Talking Bay 94, Triad of the Force. Uh, There's going to be a panel on speculation in Star Wars with Cara DJ. Yes, Cara DJ. And Michelle. Well, Cara does Into a Larger World fanzine, which we are huge fans of and have been subscribers now for three years casually I think we're on our third year and Michelle from the unknown region podcast (sighs) guys there's some good stuff in here I I love the concept of a history of speculation within Star Wars she did a uh, Kara in a recent zine did a sort of short expose divulging in this topic and I was like this is brilliant. I love this. So hope to attend that. I just think we have really cool friends in uh, the online space and I know. they're all going to do such a great job. So this totally. is my uh, public request to all of them. Uh, if they're listening is please make sure you also put your panels online super duper quick because <laughs> I know there's going to be <laughs> at least one of these that we can't make it to. But I, I just think the panel list this year stands out so much both from like fan creators and then like the collector stage and just even like what's going on um, on the university stage. This is just a sampling. You know, this is dipping our toes in the water of what we're talking about here. There are just so many good panels this year, like outside of, you know, the heavy hitters. I I'm I'm so excited. And this is really why we need to make sure that we have snacks in our bags because we will just be running from panel to panel, honestly. And uh, we're not going to have time to to stop and eat. So just... Wait, Caitlin, did you see this one that's called Star Wars at Lookin, a social history of Star Wars in the UK as told through pages of a kid's TV listing magazine? What the hell? Oh, <laughs> I had to stop everything to tell what? you that. No, I missed that. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Wait, I'm going to add it into our thing. What day? What day? Oh, God. It's Sunday at 2 p.m. Oh. I know. That's probably not good. It's right after our panel, which is during Talking Day 94. Yeah. But it is... When Star Wars premiered in London in late 1977, one magazine was a central reading for the youth of the UK. Look In collated child-friendly TV listings from the independent television network, combined them with pop culture features, and packaged it all in beautiful covers painted by movie poster art- artist Arnaldo P- Pazzo. What the heck? Not only are these old magazines... Com- 
compelling collectibles from a simpler time, they chart a fascinating history of the impact of Star Wars over the course of the original trilogy. From initial hype to cultural mainstay, Lookin' was there for it all. Oh my god. I, I, I'm like looking up, I'm like, trying to look up covers right now. Like, I don't know. This is this is exactly what I want out of Star Wars Celebration. That is so cool. Oh, these look so cool. Wow. Now I'm like, oh, this is going to be the thing that I decide to collect for forever. Great. Sounds good. <laughs> also, did you see that there's a history of the rocket firing Boba Fett? I did see that and I was like, I'm okay to not go to that one. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I'm here for the rocket firing. I think that's a mainstay. It's- that is a mainstay. <laughs> you know, you know we, I mean? we've all heard I the fact that I knew what the rocket firing Boba Fett was, uh, you know, way back when it really says something. Uh, that's how uh-huh. much of an impact it has. Oh my gosh. There's a panel about New Zealand collectibles. There's literally the, I told And a German. We just dipped our toes in. I, this is. <laughs> It's too much. It's too much. I want to go to all of them. Yeah. It's not fair. Wait, I also, okay, back to like the Lucasfilm hosted ones, as much as I love the fan ones, it is so fun that they're doing a Clone Wars 15 anniversary panel, 15 year anniversary panel. I feel like no one's been talking about this. I know. It's Dave Filoni, Athena Portillo, Matthew Wood, Dee Bradley Baker, Ashley Eckstein, Matt Lanter, and James Arnold Taylor look back at the beginning of Lucasfilm animation. Oh, God, Caitlin. I mean, if that's not us also, (laughs) I don't know what it is. There's also, is that when they're doing, they also have the game night. Yeah, they're doing the game night, like the Clone Wars or Star Wars animation game game night. Which sounds so fun. So cute. I want there to be like a little like a little bar. Like, is it trivia? Can I have a drink while we're watching this? These shenanigans go down. You know, it just sounds like so much fun. Oh, man. It's like we got to It's like we got to stop looking at the list. I know. I know. I got to stop. I got to stop. There's also they're going to be showing this Young Jedi Adventures preview, too, which it won't be out yet. So that's really cool. Like they're, they're all so good. Doug Chang designing Obi-Wan Kenobi uh-huh. and the Mandalorian. Yeah, uh-huh. What a combo. I know. And the thing is, too, is that we've always missed Doug Chang's panels. Is this going to be the year? Is, I know. <laughs> but there, there's like there's, – he's got two. I put two on our list, uh, both of them on our list, uh, where he, I think he's like the the, the headliner. Uh, but, yeah, we've never made it to a Doug Chang panel somehow. And I swear to God, everyone else goes to them and they're like, that was the best thing I saw all week. It's so true. It's so true. And we're like, oh, okay. Yeah, man, great. Cool. Sorry. <laughs> great that one i would love to go they do sometimes live stream it yeah there is there's another doug chang one it's called the challenges of film design Mm -hmm. working in the star wars art department yeah i have that one on our list too amazing the point is there's amazing panels (laughs) and we could potentially be hearing about a new star wars movies which is the way that that hasn't even entered my brain (laughs) i'm just overwhelmed by weird job emerge and star wars stamps I think the thing we're going to be talking about all weekend, yeah. including at our panel. Just about wait, how no, we're gonna... no, 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 no. People are going to come to our panel and we're going to be like, okay, so stamps, European Star Wars <laughs> store displays. Uh, <laughs> this is the job of merch that we have acquired thus far. <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, can you talk about episodes uh, 10, 11, 12? And we're going to oh be like, God. check out this super weird we job. Found, we found the big mug. mug. We found the big mug. <laughs> But there's only one, so we don't know what to do. <laughs> Please vote if you think Caitlin or Charlotte should happen. Oh my god, that's exactly what's gonna happen. It's gonna be a good time. We will compensate you with a with a Sky Talkers lanyard. Yeah, <laughs> we will. We will. 
Anyway, great panels. They're putting on an amazing show this year. And that just got me so excited. It's going to be incredible. Okay. Are we are we done geeking out about the panels? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Let's move into... Wait, I want, I want to say one more thing. This is my PSA that if you don't get into those big panels based off of the, the lottery, we just went through like 25 incredible panels that you don't need a reservation for mm-hmm. that may or may not fill up, but you can probably show up to 10 minutes beforehand and roll in and get your mind absolutely blown by the crazy Star Wars history or just fan speculation or just be introduced into like a whole other corner of fandom that you might not be introduced to in those big panels with a ton of people. It's so special to be a part of these like smaller panels. And I understand the disappointment if you don't make the lottery, if you don't get the panel that you really want to get into. We have been there, trust us. But it there are so much, so many things to do. And odds are there's going to be a live stream, a recording, and things to catch up on. So the PSA is there's a million things to do and they're all brilliant. Yeah. You uh, will never be bored when you're at Star Wars Celebration. And also, you know, they usually stream the main panel at the Star Wars stage show. So that's also an option too. And we've done that before as well, which has been super they fun. They usually do, but they didn't last year, but they usually oh, yeah, do. they didn't. Yeah. I really hope they do this year. All right. Are we ready to move on to part three? Yes. Listen, big deal. You got another problem. Women always figure out the truth. Always. All right, welcome to part three, where we're talking, uh, I guess, kind of generally about our favorite things to bring with us to celebration that have uh, kind of saved saved us <laughs> when we've been yeah. at celebration <laughs> in the past. So I'm sure these are things you can find on other people's packing lists, but there's things that have really kind of stood out to us over the past couple of years now that we've been going to celebration. So I don't know. We always think it's helpful to to share. So the first thing I want to say is that I usually bring a bigger backpack than I usually would. Or if I do, I also, if I don't, I have a small bag and then also a tote bag. And the tote bag gets filled up real quick with either things I buy or things that were given and gather from several other fans, right? And I think it's important to make sure that your bag is like well stocked. So Caitlin, what are your top three things that you pack in your celebration bag for the day? Having, uh, this is a good one, a poster tube uh, that we didn't have in uh, 2017 also contributed to the emotions. <laughs> but you get a lot of posters, especially if you're going to the the big panels, they usually give out an exclusive poster. So having a way to store that throughout the day where you're not worried about sitting on it, dropping it, stepping on it, someone else stepping on it. Uh, I think that's super important is to have a poster tube. But the poster tube also can like fit in your water bottle holder Mm -hmm. of a backpack if you have that or in your tote bag, like I mentioned. And you can get those small ones and even a retractable one off of Amazon. Yeah. Our friend Savannah actually gave us this recommendation on one of our first podcasts. She was our first guest to talk about celebration. It's honestly like such a good (laughs) tip and we, we tell everyone about it because you get these posters that are immediately worth a lot of money <laughs> because yeah. they're exclusive. If you're not staying right next to the convention center and you ha- you don't 
even if you are, you really don't have time to dash back and go through security again and put it in your room before your next panel. So you don't really want to be walking around with your like sweaty hands touching the ends of this beautiful poster. Not saying that you have sweaty hands, but I, I feel like we all do. <laughs> just insulted our <laughs> just listeners. It's like a weird thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> but I, You're I feeling know clammy. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's You don't want to ruin it, okay? And you want to have the... <laughs> The poster tube. So highly recommend the poster tube, if especially if you get those key lottery placements for yeah. those morning panels. Like if you're going to the Lucasfilm Showcase and you're not planning on going back to your hotel until like midnight, <laughs> you better have a poster tube. <laughs> okay. The show floor does close at like 6 p.m. So yeah, but you're doing, I guess you're doing other stuff. But dinner. Yeah. And, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah yeah. 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 Poster tube is important. I think because, you know, uh, up until recently, we haven't really been poster collectors. So I don't think, you know, my first celebration, I was really thinking about that component of it. And it definitely caught us off guard. <laughs> One thing, yeah. too, that is a huge lifesaver for Charlotte and I is making sure you have medication with you, specifically headache medication, Advil, ibuprofen, aspirin, Tylenol, pick your poison. One thing I, I got this from TikTok, which has been incredible, is it's a little like a little mini pill organizer. It's not like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday pill organizer. It's like a little magnetic one that has like different compartments. And I actually, the first time I used it was when I brought it to California with us when we went to the Mandalorian premiere. But you put you like label all the different compartments a different medication. It sounds like I'm a junkie, but like <laughs> one of them was like Advil. Another was Benadryl because I, I sometimes find myself in instances when I have like an allergic reaction like to cats or Me something. Me too. I did in California. Exactly. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then I get motion sick too. So there's like Dramamine that's also in the little pill organizer. And uh, Charlotte and I have started taking Tums. So that's new. And uh, we're bringing that. Uh, so anyway, the little pill. Indigestion era. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to go with when that. When you hit 30. <laughs> <laughs> so I brought that anyway. <laughs> anyway the little pill organizer it has uh, like seven or eight compartments I think and it's just so handy dandy uh, to have it's like small it's slim um, the fact that I don't have to bring like bottles I used to like keep like little mini bottles like in a in a whole separate pouch that I refer to as like my little pharmacy whenever we were traveling but now to have this little like pill container it's super easy uh to have like a variety of things for whatever you may encounter during your day um I will say usually for us it's Advil that's kind of our our ride or die just like caffeine yeah. Advil can make or break your day and or your friendship with you it really can <laughs> so we always have that and I think it's essential it is so essential <laughs> also a, a new addition I would say is a cough drop actually yeah because you might be screaming mm -hmm. this is my new thing after concerts is to like immediately pop the cough drop yeah. because you've been scream yelling and you don't want to lose your voice it's pretty imperative that Caitlin and I don't lose our voice so we we got to figure that out yeah so I, I'll I will be bringing 
the cough drops. Okay, cool. I got those ginger cough drops now too. So they can kind of do double duty. Uh, we also are big fans of the Pedialyte powder mix as well as liquid IV. Uh, not only if you plan on, you know, having a bit of a night out on the town with some alcoholic beverages, but also just in general, because again, you're probably going to be dehydrated and Pedialyte and liquid IV, that's both what they do is to try and combat combat dehydration. So uh, we, we've been big fans of those the past couple uh, years that we've been doing conventions and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It is kind of essential. And Caitlin and I also, we bulk up on like vitamin C products <laughs> beforehand uh, <laughs> just so that we don't get sick. I think it's an exhausting couple of days. We didn't get sick after Celebration Actually, I don't think I've ever gotten sick after a celebration. No, I think you did after 2019. Oh, maybe I did. I'm pretty sure you did. At least like a small cold. Oh, yeah. You're right. You got left behind. You're like, I can't I did, but it in uh, yes and then I feel like it festered while you were still in Chicago. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Um, but it didn't happen during it and that's honestly, to me, like the most important thing, Mm -hmm. especially when we're flying all the way over there. Yeah. So we really try to remain healthy. And like, it was also very important to us last year. We went to Anaheim a little early and we spent a couple days in Disneyland and we were like, we are getting eight hours of sleep (laughs) beforehand. (laughs) If we don't get eight hours of sleep, it's going to really, we're going to pay for it at mm-hmm. celebration. And I think it was really important for us to like turn in early when we went to those when we did those Disneyland days. Yeah, yeah. So, I think I will be the same type of person I was when we were in Anaheim about making sure that we are getting 8 hours. Yeah. Um despite like not I don't I don't think getting 8 hours is possible during celebration time. We can try, but I don't I just don't think that's going to happen. But beforehand, I just think we need to be in like tip top shape and there's no use in not getting eight hours right before basically. Yeah. Especially if you're doing like any traveling before the celebration. I know a lot of people like us, you know, we're going to be in London a couple days beforehand, but I know some people are even doing kind of more extensive trips before celebration starts. So, you know, make sure you still have enough energy for Star Wars Celebration when you finally get there. (laughs) Because we definitely kind of uh, toyed with that last year with Disneyland, even though we were very good about not staying out late and uh, getting eight hours of sleep. It still was pretty bold of us to do like three days in Disneyland before Star Wars Celebration. (laughs) We were like, we're going to prioritize naps and like taking breaks. And like we did. We did actually, yeah. But it still was it was still was a bold move, yeah. and I wonder how because we were really exhausted by that like midpoint of celebration last yeah, year, we and I wonder if we didn't do that, if we actually would have felt that way as much as we did. Yeah, there's no way to know, but yeah, yeah. Charlotte and I hit like a bad wall at the midway point of Star Wars Celebration after our panel because it was year. just we had like a, a crash like a, based off of like anxiety and adrenaline. Yeah. It, Adrenaline we and anxiety, yeah. So hard. Like I've never crashed. It was hard. <laughs> Me too. But yeah, I think that I wonder how, how we would have felt if maybe we hadn't had the Disneyland days, which I don't regret the Disneyland days. And I think it was a good choice for us to do. Um, I don't regret our like night in that that day of celebration either. But we did kind of slam into the brick wall of exhaustion. <laughs> Yeah, we did. <laughs> Where I was like, I don't know if it I'm going to make it, it the next tough. day. I'm, I yeah. might be dying tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember turning, like us turning to each other, being like, I, I think I might fall asleep 
right now. Yeah. We were at dinner up. with friends and we were supposed to go out for drinks after dinner and we were waiting for the Uber. And we both kind of turned to each other at the same time and we're like, yeah, it's, I, I can't. We just, I just we're like, not, I couldn't we're not even gonna, form a coherent sentence. We're not going like, to. The brain power was not happening. We're not coming. So <laughs> yeah. <Hey>, we're out. <laughs> we're gone. We just yeah. ate them into the background. <laughs> yep. The Irish exit. Exactly. Just kidding. We told everyone we were leaving. <laughs> they understood. Yeah. We're good friends. Yeah. Okay. It, it was fine. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all that to say is make sure you still have good energy. Protect your energy the best you can before Star Wars Celebration uh, because you will be exerting a lot of energy when you're there. Another one of our favorite tips is the empty pouch for stickers, pins, and goodies that you pop in your bag. And it sounds so kind of weird to say that you would put a small pouch, no bigger than like a full size, like Ziploc bag, basically, or like a cosmetic pouch is what we use. Uh, but you put it like an empty one and then you gather all of the stuff that people give you. There are so many people who are giving out stickers and pins and you meet someone in line and they just like hand you a fan made pin. It is the coolest thing possible. And without the pouch, they end up like at the bottom of your bag. And so when you sad. get home, it, you're you go through all of it and it's like a huge mound. But if you are strategic, you create a pouch already to collect them in, mm-hmm. and you just like need it's pouch. worked out really well for us. Yeah, <laughs> one of my favorite things I ever got uh, is in the bathroom in Chicago. A lady gave me a Lisa Frank Porg pin, and it was like a rainbow Porg with like that was so great. It was so great. It, it was like the the best pin I've ever gotten. <laughs> she just gave it to me <laughs> randomly in the bathroom in Chicago. And it had a designated pouch. So I still have it to this day. One of the coolest things that we've gotten are like zines from people too. Oh, and yeah. last year we got the coolest little zine package from a zine maker whose name is Will Arnold. It's and so cool. It's It was so cool. And I'm just not even going to do it justice, but it's really cool when someone gives you a handmade, hand-printed, fully designed zine, whether it's Cara DJ for Into the into a Larger World, and she'll have a special celebration zine that she'll be giving people too, which is super cool. But um, we, we got other zines too. So it's really good to have like a pouch for it mm-hmm. as well, you know, because again, like I said, if you have a bigger bag, like I, I recommended having, there's a lot of stuff in there. You don't want that to get all crumpled because it is a work of art and a lot of people might hand you a work of art and that's amazing and you want to hold on to it you know what i might do this year what i might do a specific pouch for each day oh wow that's a lot of pouches i think i i have enough pouches i mean i definitely <laughs> so, have enough pouches um, yeah i think i could do it and so then by the end of the time it's like no i got this on thursday i got or i got this on friday i got this on saturday i got this on oh, sunday i got this on monday interesting what a methodology. I love it. Why not? Let's try it. Let's try it. Let's do it. <laughs> a, pouch, a pouch a day keeps the doctor away, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely. Yep. You heard it here first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Honorable mentions, of course, portable charger for your phone. Cannot stress enough. Portable charger and... Uh, portable charger and even just a regular charger also. Like yeah, making exactly. sure that you have that because again like i said if you're if you leave the house early the house the hotel wherever you're coming from your apartment you're flat you don't want to 
want to lose it. Actually, this just occurred to me, Caitlin. We need to get I'm going to go to the Apple store and get a British one. That's what that was going to be my next sentiment was also if you don't are not from the UK, we also need to be taking into consideration uh, yeah, converters uh, for our chargers, especially if you're bringing like a wall charger. If you don't have a portable charger and you need to like use the, the plug at the convention center, you're going to want to bring the make sure you bring the converter with you like from your hotel room or wherever. Yeah, maybe I'll just bring a converter. I don't know. I feel like maybe I'll order on Amazon like an app, an Apple converter that works with the lightning cord for the phone. For me, a lot of things that I think are going to be in my bag are my phone, my work phone, my um, – I think I have like a portable tripod now that I am really into. And if, if it's my bag, I'm going to bring that. And honestly, I might even bring an umbrella, uh, like a miniature umbrella, if it's going to rain because it's London, it's going to rain. So <laughs> I I feel like if I can find a really small umbrella that will fit comfortably in my bag, I think I might get one. Um, I have an old one that I've actually had since I lived there in high school with my family that I use every day here still, which is funny that I might just bring. But it's not it's not as small as I want it to be. I want it, I want a minute like a super miniature one, you know, just in so case. Tiny. Something to keep in mind, and one of the reasons why I was really excited that London was announced is last year in May, in late May in Anaheim, it was hot. It was right, like. It was the weather was hot. And I something I really liked about Chicago, despite the fact that we had one day that was a blizzard, it was nice for costuming and like layering to have a little bit of chill in the air, you know? <laughs> and I I just think that was great. And so I'm I'm happy that I was happy with like the weather choice, but the rain definitely is gonna be an an like an aspect, especially since for Caitlin and I, we're going to be like taking the train a little bit to get to our hotel. The tube, I think still, I haven't checked this. The Elizabeth line is having some construction on Saturday and Sunday, which is literally the worst timing possible. <laughs> but there is another train that you can take too that gets there. And maybe we'll take taxis and Ubers as well. But the point is we will probably be in the elements even though the day might be spent in the convention center because of the way that going back and travel forth. to and from our hotel, yeah, is going to happen. So I want to make sure that we're prepared for that with clothing and umbrellas and just in case, you know, the elements change our costumes or whatever we're wearing. I, I want to make sure that we have all, all that. Like I'll probably even bring bobby pins and things like that too. So yeah, absolutely. I think there's there's kind of no telling what the weather will be. Like we've both been watching it as we've been getting closer and closer. And it's, I think, like topping out at the 60s right now. And yeah. it keeps showing like rain clouds all day, every day for the past like two weeks. <laughs> so. It's like my least favorite type of weather when the high is like 58, 60, because it can go as really much either way. Can, yeah. Like you could be walking around if the high, if it's like cloudy and the high is like 50, 58 and the weather is 58 you could be hot like you could be mm -hmm. like walking around being like hot muggy, or almost. yeah and exactly or you could be kind of chilly if it's windy and it probably will be windy based off the location of where the convention center is on the Thames it's an annoying temperature it's an annoying temperature yeah. and it really bugs me yeah no I'm with you I was looking at it <laughs> even though I was just like it's great that it's not May in Anaheim I still stand by that, but it's just confusing. Yeah, it's confusing. I think I had expected it to be like a little balmy, uh, but still like springy. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. 
it's not looking like that. So that's okay. I will say it's basically the same weather that it is right now in New York City. And I wore a puffy coat today and I was sweating. Yeah. So I think it's a light, I think it's like light jacket or light coat, spring coat type of vibe. Noted. Noted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so making sure you're covered for the weather, I think is an important one. Uh, last but not least, I think maybe this should have been our first uh, little tip in this section is the Heathrow Express. Uh, this is yes. the train from Heathrow Airport into London proper. And it's kind of like the best, easiest way to get from the airport into into London. Uh, and it's good to like reserve your ticket. You have to reserve your ticket ahead of time, right? Y- you don't have to. Okay. You don't have to. But it takes you from Heathrow into Paddington Station in like 15, 20 minutes, which is like crazy. And then from there, you can get like any tube line possible if you're flying into Heathrow. If you're flying to Heathrow, that's great. Uh, we are, we're flying into Heathrow. But I know that there are closer airline airports to the convention center, and I'm not sure about the transportation for that as much as I'm sure about the Heathrow Express. But I, I highly recommend the Heathrow Express. It's a great way to get into central London from the airport without spending like 70 pounds on a cab or like waiting forever to take there's no like express tube line so taking the train and then getting on a tube line that's like the closest to to you um is the best move in my opinion and obviously i'm speaking from our our experience of we're going to london a couple days before and not staying super close to the convention convention center so this might not be the most convenient thing for you, but if you're looking for another alternative to uh, get into London from the airport and it's like quite far out there, this is a really great option. Yeah. I think even if we were coming, you know, the day before celebration, I think we still probably might have taken the Heathrow Express like into London and then gotten a cab or the tube or something like that. Um, totally. Because it seems like the more convenient option, honestly. All right. I, I kind of feel like that was everything. <laughs> I'm sure we're forgetting a ton of stuff. Yeah. But yeah. I, I hope if you're listening, you have the absolute best time possible at Star Wars Celebration Europe. Caitlin and I are so excited for our first international celebration. And I can't believe it's literally so close. I just, Caitlin, we're, since we're nine days out, I was able to look at the weather for the day that we leave. Like that's, that's okay. crazy. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. I just I just looked at it. And I was like, oh, it's on it's on the map. Like, <laughs> it's on it. the weather app. Yeah, it's it's so crazy. So it's so close, and it's going to be such a great time. And if you're going, I hope that we get to see you again. Please come up to us if you see us. We'll give you some swag, and. If you have any other questions about Celebration, you can always ask us on social media. We have been to quite a few and we definitely have some things to share that we probably didn't cover in the podcast. So if you have any questions, please ask us on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok. We'll be sharing all of our adventures. Yeah. So please follow us on all those places. Uh, on Twitter, we're at SkytalkersPod uh, and our personal handles. I'm Caitlin Plusher and Charlotte is at Crarity on Twitter. So uh, please come and talk to us there or on TikTok, Instagram, our website, 
search Sky Talkers and you'll find us. So yeah, we're super excited. Can't wait to meet you guys. Uh, yeah, so like Charlotte said, please come and say hi. We would love to say hi back and give you some of our Sky Talkers swag. And also, if you don't want to say hi, please feel free to badge check us. Please be like a badge check in the wind and disappear. You know, whatever you want, whatever your vibe is. <laughs> a badge check in the wind. A badge check in the wind. <laughs> it is like that though. When people have it. done that, it's like, where did it come yeah. from? <laughs> It's so true. (laughs) Anyway, uh, we would love to actually say hi to you, though. And thank you for listening to our show. Uh, So, yeah. And again, if you're not going to Star Wars Celebration, it's going to be so much fun watching uh, the Star Wars stage show live as well as Blast Points uh, Celebration from home. Going to be so many good things. It's going to be just a good time to be online, be in the Star Wars community, see what people are talking about and responding to. It's just going to be a great time all around and we cannot wait. So I think that is going to wrap up our show. I've kind of already told you where to find us on social media and all of that good stuff. Um, But if you've enjoyed this episode and want to share that you've enjoyed it, we would love if you took a screenshot of you listening to the episode and shared it on any of those social media platforms and tagged us. Uh, That way we can repost. And that's a great way to let other people know about Sky Talkers and kind of invite them in to listen to our show too. And if you would like to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Spotify. That is another great way to uh, support the show and also tell other people about it as well. So we would be so appreciative if you took a couple of seconds to go and do that. Last but not least, if you're looking for more ways to support Sky Talkers, you can head on over to our Patreon and check out our different reward tiers there. And I want to say a huge thank you to these patrons, Heidi, Kimberly, Suki, Kyle, Derek, Marty, Mary, Thomas, Bailey, Sam, David, Suara, Z, Sarah, Katie, Cherie, Susanna, Kelly, Diana, Lauren, Jackson, and Joey. Thank you so much for supporting us. Yes, thank you guys so much. And as always, until next time, may the force be with you. May the force be with you. Mm-hmm.